Welcome. Pull up a seat, slip on your headphones, or just turn up the volume a bit. You found the Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. This is not a show for those who are fine with a small life. No, we go big here. You can transform every aspect of your life if you just know where to start. Now, here's your host, Glenise. Hello, and welcome to the Glenise Show with myself, Glenise Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, this week's show, three things stopping you from being a millionaire. Now, doesn't necessarily have to be a millionaire. (laughs) This really is kind of like three things stopping you from receiving big, 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 whatever that is for you. I use the word millionaire because it's fun and uh, and it usually stops and makes people think and wonder and maybe hit play on their radio to listen to what those three things might be. So, Let's start. Number one, and not that these are in any sort of specific order that I would say, just kind of three different things that popped as I was looking at what the radio show was asking to be about this week, uh, would be asking for the opposite. (laughs) So most people don't realize that asking is in various forms. So it's not just asking from the place of, uh, you know, maybe you've got a list of targets or goals or wishes or dreams that you write out once a month or once a year or whatever. Asking is every thought that you have, every word that you speak, every choice that you make, every action that you take. Those are all asks. Now, I'm going to preface this and say, hey, this is all from my interesting point of view. So that may or may not be true for you. That's cool. But for me, this is really what what rings true for me and what, what I've seen to be the most effective in my life to be the millionaire. And so when it's looking at like the asking of the opposite and What that means is if you're looking at your bank account and you're going, even if it's just in your head, there's never enough. This is so stupid. Money's so hard. I hate money. Why do we even have to have money? Like whatever it might be, that's actually asking for the opposite of what you would like. And what I think is really cool is you don't have to uh, always be perfect in it. So if you're having a bad moment or you're having a bad day even, like as long as you're getting in the habit of asking more for what you would like than the opposite of what you would like. And it's not even, it's never about faking it either. Like it's never about looking at your bank account and maybe you're, you're not thinking those thoughts, but there's this energy of ick and frustration and there's never enough and all of that stuff, but you're not thinking it. You're going, oh, I'm so rich. I'm so happy that I've got all this money. Like, you know, it's not about that either. It is about acknowledging what is in that moment, but not adding anything to it. So you can look at your bank account and go, oh my gosh, um, you know, rent is due next week and I don't have that. Like, yeah, you want, you want to know that. You want to be aware of that. You want to be honest with you about that. But then don't add the story. And this is horrible and money's so hard and I never have the rent money and I'm going to get kicked out. Like all that stuff that, that we add to it, stop that. 
be present with what is. And then from that space of like, wow, rent is due next week. I don't have it in my account. Then you can go into what might be like cognitively asking for what you would like. Like, hey, I wonder what it would be like for the rent to show up as if by magic. Huh. Like, I wonder what that would be like. I wonder... I wonder what else is possible with getting the rent paid on time that I've never even considered. Huh. I wonder what magic with money that I could be right now. <sighs> you know, so you're, you're going from that, the potential, let's say, to go down the road of how hard money is and how horrible it is and how difficult, like all that stuff that you might have done a million times and you're, stopping and maybe you've maybe you've done it for 10 minutes or 10 hours you can still stop okay it doesn't matter how long you've done it for you can stop and go wait a minute what would I really like here I'd really like to pay my rent on time and not only that I'd like to have ease with it and then once you go into that like you start asking for what you would like and that to me is I don't know, I'm trying to put into words something that I don't know can actually be put into words, but that is an entire game changer right there. If you are willing to stop asking for the opposite of what you would like, and basically what that means is if you're willing to stop getting, like, stop going into the story. Just stop. Stop that energy, that solidity, that drama trauma. That's usually what that's, well, probably all the time, that's what that story is. Like, stop that. And it takes, I'm going to say, I was going to say discipline. I don't know that that's the right word. And maybe it is, I'm not sure. But like, one, you have to be willing to be aware enough of when you're going down that, that, that road you know, if you look at it as kind of being at a crossroads of you can go into the story or you can go into what you'd really like. And I've told this story many times, but for me, it is probably the thing that really assisted me to start changing this. Uh, what had occurred was I had, it was back in, oh my gosh, was it 20... 13, 2014, maybe, I'm not sure, somewhere a few years ago. And uh, I, had sh I had changed bookkeepers halfway through the year. So my bookkeeper quit and there was a, uh, my accountant had a bookkeeper. So I moved everything into my accountant and I had misgiven uh, some information or not given all the bookkeeper the new bookkeeper all the information she required and I didn't of course realize that so in January my accountant would always give me in kind of an estimate of what I was going to owe for taxes in April and or sorry in February she would give me that so that year like every other year in February she gave me the amount it was $2,000 is what the approximate amount was which was okay awesome I had that money so that's great and then in April, and I remember this so clearly because it really was kind of the, 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 the switch that changed everything. Uh, in April, it was, well, maybe it wasn't April, March or April, the day before Good Friday, hubby and I went out for uh, supper and we had got the mail right before. So we took the mail into the restaurant with us and we were reading through it and I opened up the information from my accountant that, you know, was the actual 
to the penny amount I needed to send into the government. And imagine my shock (laughs) and my horror uh, when it was over $5,000. So, I mean, I knew to kind of expect two or $300 difference from what she told me, but never in all my years of business, which by then had been like 10 or 11 years, had it ever been out that much. And first... I went into the crazy, I went into the blaming of her and why she didn't tell me earlier and she was wrong and and like there was just all this crazy. And I did that and hubby joined me, of course. He's a very good spouse. He joined me in the drama trauma. He joined me in how wrong she was and we, you know, did this and I realized very quickly, well, I'm going to say maybe not very quickly, but I realized that the conversations that we were having even in probably the half hour that we'd been having them, was not actually going to result in me creating the additional $3,000. Now, back then, I didn't have $3,000 just sitting in an account. Like that, that was big bucks to me back then. So it was, I mean, it was a shock plus an additional $3,000 above what we needed to live and all of that stuff. That like that was that was way too much not only that it needed to be in to the government in I don't know probably a week or two so here I am panicked freaking out going into story going into blame doing all this distraction all this drama trauma and finally I said to hubby I said you know what we need to stop talking about this right now and he kind of looked at me funny and I said no because this isn't actually going to help me and I stopped so that was five o'clock on good, uh, the day before Good Friday. The next day was Good Friday. We have this amazing family celebration on Good Friday where I get to go and eat these delicious cinnamon buns uh, that are what we call our second parents. Uh, she's a baker. And so she, anyway, big family thing. We do it every year. So here I am going to see all my family and I have a story. I have a story that people could join me on. People could be mad with me. People could be on my side. I could entertain people with my story. Like I was, oh, I was. And then I kept thinking, but if I tell the story, now I have another 20 or 30 people's energy in the wrongness of this. Well, that is not going to create what I would like. So what I chose to do instead was actually every time the energy came up, every time I wanted to share the story, which I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit, but I really wanted to share it, guys. Like I was so wanted people to join me in this crazy. So (laughs) it's so funny to think about now. Uh, And so every time it came up, I would actually force myself to instead of tell the story, to just in my mind, change it to what I would like. And so it was just basically those questions I was saying earlier, all right, what would it take for an additional $3,000 to show up as if by magic? What else is possible with creating this money right away that I've never even considered? What can I be and do different right away to actualize this money as if by magic? What else is possible with money that I've never even considered? It was just those questions. And probably my guess would be 60% of the time, they weren't true questions. 
<laughs> like it was more from the force of not telling my story. But 40% of the time, those were true questions. I was truly curious. Like, what is it going to take for me to be able to pay this additional tax money with ease and joy and glory? And I remember there was even one point where I actually left the room because I wanted to tell the story so bad. I wanted to fit in with everybody else who was telling their stories. Uh, It was, you know, probably, well, it was definitely tax time, you know, so other people were probably, but I remember getting up and going into the other room to stop myself (laughs) from sharing the story. And so we left there, I don't know what time it was, maybe 6 p.m., 7 p.m., and got into the car, This is back, I actually remember, I had a Blackberry, uh, which is, for some of you, a phone. Maybe you don't know that. It's like a phone. And I went on there. I left it in the car for the day just to, I guess, not do business or whatever. And I turned it on when we got in the car, and I looked at my emails. And imagine my absolute gratitude when there was an order in my store for over $3,000. I know, like I still, I just, it brings tears to my eyes because, and what it was, was back then I had, I can't remember what it was, if it was a three-day thing with me or a one-day thing or a two-month thing, I can't remember what it was, Uh, and and it was $1,500 to do one of those with me, and this woman bought two of them. And so the drive from my from where we were to my house then was about an hour and a half. And all I could think was, she didn't really mean to buy two. Because it didn't really make sense to buy two. Because it was kind of like a, well, anyway. So when I got home, I emailed her and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I said, however, I see that there's two in your order form. Did you mean to have two? Or, and uh, you know. And so anyway, so she emailed back and she said, no, but I once like the order processed and I noticed it. She said, I just took it as a sign that we needed it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so she'd ordered that and she'd ordered a couple other things. So it was, it was a few dollars more than I actually needed to pay the government. And I knew then that the power of what I talked about, what I thought about, what I felt was so huge, so, so huge. I'd never truly, truly acknowledged how much we create with our thoughts and our feelings and our words. I mean, I knew it, but I didn't actually know it until then. And you know, since then, I, have, I haven't been perfect at it, believe me. There's been times, in fact, even just this weekend, I was, uh, I was away with a whole bunch of different people and, and doing fun things. It was my mom's birthday. And there was one conversation that I had that, you know, probably, I don't know, lasted an hour, let's say. And afterwards, I was like, shit, that was, that was an interesting choice. Uh, and it was just, you know, cool. It's not right. It's not wrong. It just, I joined in a conversation that didn't actually create more on the planet and it didn't create more during it either. And it wasn't like I wasn't aware of it. It wasn't like I did, like I woke up after the conversation. I was aware of it at the time and I still chose it again, not right, not wrong. And I'm grateful that I can be like, Hey, you know what? 
that conversation did not create more. So a couple days later, uh, the same person was kind of starting that conversation up again and I just didn't join in so it just it just died you know it didn't go anywhere because it wasn't about me saying to that person hey that conversation's not going to create more but you know there's none of that but for me it didn't so I just chose what worked for me which was to not join like I had the day you know two days before so then all of a sudden there's the conversation goes nowhere and there's a whole different space for what we can talk about and and again, it's just for me. It's not that people are right or wrong in what they talk about. It's just that I have, from that one experience, uh, you know, it's changed so much. And like I say, still not perfect at it and getting so much better. I always think if we're willing to be aware, if we're just willing to be aware, then we have so much, we're aware of so many more choices. doesn't mean we'll always choose them, but we're actually aware of them. Whereas, you know, 15, 20 years ago, for me, well, probably 20 years ago for me, I wasn't aware of that. Now, that doesn't make it right for me to have all those conversations I had 20 years ago, but it also doesn't make it wrong. But once we have the awareness, it's like, now what can we create? So look at even, you know, in the last 24 hours, the conversations you had with yourself in your head, with your friends, your family, your work people, whatever, are those conversations, are they creating what you'd like or are they diminishing what you'd like? And then it just means that if it is diminishing, then, then change it up. How can you change it? And it might just mean not engaging with that conversation and not from a place of like, I'm not going to talk about that or like not from that, but just you can be quite magical. You just don't have to add to it and the conversation stops. Or if it's a group, you can, you can do what I did and just leave the room, um, you know, go to the washroom or something. <laughs> Probably don't go stand in the corner in the other room, but hey, you know, try it out. Who knows? But just look at that for all the things, whether it's, you know, you, you're asking to be a millionaire or you're asking to, uh, you know, have a strong body or you're asking to have a phenomenal relationship with a great lover, whatever it is, are like, what are you asking for with your every thought and feeling and uh, word and action? What are you actually asking for? Because that's what that's what will show up is what you're actually asking for. So on that note, take this time over break to look at those conversations and start looking at the ones that maybe would create more if you change them up a little bit and start with the ones that go on in your head because those ones are often the roughest and we often don't even know how unkind we are. So off to break and we'll be right back. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about the three things stopping you from being a millionaire, or basically three things stopping you from having, being, doing, creating, whatever it is you would like, because they're all pretty much the same energy. Uh, I just like talking about being a millionaire. You know, it's just, it's got a fun energy for me. So the first one was asking for the opposite of what you would like. This section we are going to talk about the not willing to be judged so to truly be a millionaire or billionaire or have a pretty house or go on a holiday or uh, wear the flamboyant clothes maybe you'd like to wear whatever it is there is a level of judgment Because if you're not looking or feeling or acting or having what everybody else is having, then those people who aren't willing to have what you're having will judge you. That's what we do. We judge people for what we aren't willing to have that they are willing to have or be or do or create, whatever the wording is. So if you look at the last person that you judged, (laughs) what was that? What was it about them that you weren't willing to do or be or have or create? Like, how about Donald Trump? How many people are judging him? Or in our, you know, in Canada, Justin Trudeau, how many people are judging him? And of course, I mean, those are two global examples. And look at your own life. Maybe you were scrolling on Facebook earlier and you saw somebody who, uh, I don't know, was complaining about their neighbor's dog barking. And you judge them for posting it on Facebook and not dealing with it in person. Then it might be that you are not willing to be passive aggressive or something like, and it's not that it's ever right or wrong. It's just that you want to recognize that that judgment is never going to create more. You can have the awareness like, wow, it would actually probably create more for them to go speak to their neighbors about the neighbor's dog barking. And then often we take that awareness into judgment instead of just going, yeah, huh, interesting choice. I would have, you know, went and talked to the person, but okay, and carry on. And in kind of terms of stopping you from being a millionaire, if you're not willing to be judged by all the people who are not willing to choose to be a millionaire, you won't ever actually create it. And there's a lot of people on the planet who, thinks, who think millions of dollars or people with millions of dollars or people who have money, doesn't even have to be millions of dollars, that they're wrong or they're bad or they're greedy or they're horrible or they're, I mean, I could just go on and on about people's judgments about it. Maybe you even have your own. And you really want to be aware of those, not from the place of like pretending that you don't have them, but listen to yourself. When you see somebody, again, I mean, I use Facebook because it's a good example, but of course, Instagram is probably bigger for a lot of people. So paying attention to what does go on in your head when you see a post about, you know, maybe somebody bought a new, I don't know, 
uh, house in Mexico and they already have a house, you know, three other houses around the world or something like that. Like, is there excitement for you? Is there like, wow, that's so cool for them? Or is it like, what is wrong with them? They're, they're just so stupid. They're wasting all their money. Or like, what is it that comes up for you? And houses might not be the thing, but just pay attention to those things and where you go with it. Doesn't of course mean that where you go with it is yours. So this is the thing that I find with social media is, well, anything, it doesn't even have to be social media, but let's use social media as an example. So if somebody is posting about their new house in Mexico and they already have three houses and everybody, you know, say 90% of the people that have read that post have sent the energy of like, how dare they? They're wrong. They're greedy. They're wasting money. Don't they know they're starving people on the planet? Like, you know, they have all this kind of projections delivered at them. When you see the post, you can very clearly pick up those projections. So also be aware of that too. It may not be your judgment. That may not be your point of view. So just check in with yourself. If you've got something, you know, wonky come up, check in. Hey, is that even mine? Because that's how aware we are. We can see a post on Facebook and we can become aware of all of the crazy that's been projected at that. We can also be aware of the person's crazy themselves. So they might be embarrassed or uh, ashamed or feeling like they're, you know, shouldn't show off or like there's a billion things. The other energy that I see a lot of people have is like, um, I'm posting this let's say this house in Mexico that I bought and you will be jealous, which is a really wonky energy. (laughs) So make sure that you check in with yourself about that too, because it can feel really strange because you can have the energy of jealousy come up because they're projecting onto you that you should. And then it can feel really bizarre because it doesn't maybe make sense in your world. Like you maybe would rather not have multiple houses or maybe Mexico's never been your thing or like it can just seem really wonky but what it often is then is you're aware of the energy that they're projecting onto people reading the post so yeah I know there's so many things to be aware of and it's not actually that you have to even be aware of it Um, like what it is just be aware just be aware so that when you're on your social media or you're hanging out with friends or even watching TV or movies or anything, just be aware. And it can give you so much information in terms of what your points of views are, but also can give you information about how aware you are. And then, you know, the willingness to receive the judgment. That to me is is a huge key for living the life that you truly desire. Because if you're not willing to receive the judgment from people, then they will ultimately have control over you. And whatever they say, you will dance to. They will have what I call your puppet strings. They will say, oh gosh, really? You're going on another trip? And you might consider canceling your trip or maybe for the next trip, you won't go, you know? And I mean, I know that sounds extreme, but I know people who do this. I know people who have from, you know, the energy of living have actually stopped living because people around them couldn't handle them, couldn't handle that they were living. It's like, especially people that maybe 
never really were creating that much. And then they start creating more and they start creating, you know, a living. And then the people that they were friends with or their family or just people around them, it's kind of like they, they so don't want them to because that person was always less than them. So if they start creating greater, then, you know, that person who's kind of watching them is going, well, no, because then I have to create greater and I don't want to. So you need to stay where you were because it felt better. Like there's just so much crazy that goes on. And what if we didn't have a point of view about it? And what if we created anyway? Like what if no matter what you chose what worked for you? Not you chose against others to have what works for you, but you just chose what works for you. Because ultimately, when you're doing it from that space, when you're doing it from the space of what works for you, what lights you up, what creates greater for you, it ultimately does that for everybody else. Whether they choose to receive that or not, that is none of your business, but it ultimately is that energy. And I use the example of if, if um, you know, years ago, the very first Christmas that hubby and I went away for, and my mom wasn't, you know, happy with it, which is understandable. And what I knew was that if I stayed for her, I would be resentful and I would be no fun to be around at Christmas. So... Ultimately, it did create greater for everybody, whether she chose to receive that or not. So it, it, it is a different, I mean, it, it kind of sounds like you just do whatever you want, whenever you want. And that's not actually it. It's the willingness to be aware of what will create the greatest. So from no point of view of, you know, what will be, uh, what will be the best for me, <laughs> it's not that. It's what will create the greatest. And that might be that you go and you spend time with your family at Christmas. It might be that you go and you're not with your family at Christmas. Like it's, it's the awareness and there's no resistance in it. There's no judgment in it. It's just this total space of what will create the greatest. And following that all the time and receiving people's judgment at least for me personally, it gets easier. Does it get where, I mean, I just love it and I can hardly wait to receive more? No. <laughs> and it does get easier. I get, I'm willing to be more and more and more aware that the judgment has nothing to do with me. And I'm also willing to be aware of that with the judgment that I do or choose. So it's like if I am judging somebody on Facebook for something or in person or whatever, I'm very quick to realize that, hey, where am I not willing to be or do that? Because ultimately, if we're willing to be and do everything without a point of view, we have infinite choice. But every judgment that we have limits the choices we're aware of. So it doesn't mean those choices aren't there. It's just those judgments stop those choices. We don't, we're not even aware that that's a choice. Or maybe we're aware that there's a choice there, but we wouldn't choose it because we're, we're too busy judging whatever that might be. So the person who's judging somebody who won't go and talk to their neighbor about their dog barking, 
if it was ever going to create greater for them to actually make a post about something like that, they wouldn't even be aware of it. So if we're willing to be and do everything, then we'd be aware of, oh, in this situation right now, actually, yeah, going over and talking to my neighbor about their dog barking, it's going to create greater. Or, wow, actually, that won't create greater, but posting on Facebook about something related to a dog barking all night would create greater. I mean, that's a really bad example, but you get the idea. So the, the less judgment that you choose, the more that you're just willing to be aware of every possibility with no point of view, that's when the magic occurs. That's when everything is possible. That's when you're aware of every choice that would actually create greater. Because those choices, like let's say you would never be willing to disappoint your mom. So then you have a situation where you would like to go somewhere else for Christmas and she lets you know that would be you know, that would disappoint her, then you wouldn't choose to go. Or even if you did choose to go, you would be so caught up in that energy of disappointing her because you've decided and judged that it's wrong to disappoint someone. So it's just, you know, to me, there's, there's so much to judgment and the willingness to receive it and the willingness to be aware of when you're doing it and receive the information behind that. Because again, who does it belong to is a huge uh, piece of judgment. Is it even yours? Are you just aware of it? That can be huge. It can, of course, be the projections, which is another factor of of, uh, who does it belong to. And it can be something that you're not willing to do, that you're judging. Uh, So you're, you know, you're locked up into it. And, And once you receive that information, then you can actually change it. And then you can have and be aware of more and more choices, which is then, you know, in terms of, say, being a millionaire, like all of the billions and godzillions of ways that you could be a millionaire, that the more and more you're willing to receive judgment for being a millionaire, you will be more and more aware of those. It won't feel impossible. It will start to show up. There will be uh, possibilities that come your way that you are aware of that you'd never been aware of before. And you definitely want to look at those too. Like what are the judgments that you have about being a millionaire? And again, using that in whatever way. So if you would rather be uh, an astronaut or you'd rather be, um, maybe you want to you know, you want to have a baby or you want to be a mother or a father or it doesn't matter. It's, it's the same energy. Whether it's millionaire or not, it's like, look at that. What are your judgments of that? And clear those, probably not yours anyway, but clear those using whatever, whatever you use. I mean, you guys know for me, I use access consciousness, the clearing statement, uh, but you can use, if you use Theta Healing, you use Reiki, you use EFT. I mean, there's a bazillion different ways. Just find a way that works for you and clear those points of views about whatever it is you'd like to be or do or have or create Because once those points of views are gone, that's when you're aware of all of the possibilities, or more, maybe not all of them, but more of them. 
and then more of them, and then more of them, so that you become so aware of all the possibilities. And then in that awareness of those possibilities is your awareness of the ones that would actually create more for you. Because like there truly is a godzillion ways to be a millionaire on the planet. So the awareness then comes, which ways for you? For some people, it is through investments or stocks, or for some people, it is through businesses, building them and selling them. And for other people, it's building an app. And for other people, it's uh, having a, you know, a huge um, YouTube following. There's many, many, many ways. And your way may not even be out there. You may not be able to read all the books or the blogs or YouTube videos about being a millionaire. Your way may not be there yet. Because you are the one who will bring it to the planet. And it's not having a point of view about being a millionaire. And it's the willingness to receive the judgment from the people who are going to have judgments that you have chose to be a millionaire. Now, one of the pieces with that, of course, is that nobody has to know. Nobody would ever have to know. Nobody, you don't have to tell anybody your bank account. You don't have to share it at all. Uh, but a lot of times you start living a little bit different. You start driving maybe a little bit of a different car or truck or you start taking different sorts of trips or you start like, you know, things, people around you often will know that something has changed. And of course, you don't have to tell them. You don't ever have to, you know, verify it. And, you know, for me, my life is pretty much an open book. So pretty much everything about me I talk about on my radio show, I talk about in my classes, I don't have, um, I don't think there's anything, well, who knows, I shouldn't say that, but like I, I'm pretty much an open book. So for me, it's different. And yeah, if you follow me on Facebook or uh, the social media or even list, just listen to the radio show, you know you know how I live, you know what we choose, you know the energy with all of that. So for me, it does become really the willingness to receive the judgment. And judgment both ways, or many ways, not just judgment that of what we're choosing and that we shouldn't, but also there's a judgment, and this is probably the one that, that I still get a bit stuck with, is when somebody's like, oh, that's so awesome for you. So it's like their, their energy is, well, you can have it and I can't and I'm less than and I'm pathetic. And, and I, you know, for me, I played that energy for so many years that I think that's what sticks me is because I just want to shake them and say, no, no, you can, you can. And of course, that's totally being a superior bitch and it's none of my business. And like, there's so many different ways judgment can be delivered and the willingness to receive it all. The willingness not to take it personal. The willingness to know it has nothing to do with you. All right, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. 
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking all about the three things stopping you from being a millionaire. The first one, of course, was asking for the opposite of what you would like. The second one, not willing to be judged to be a millionaire. And the third, not actually choosing it. So for me, choice is a verb. I see it as something that you're not just saying words to. Like in the morning, I choose to be a millionaire. And then through the rest of the day, all of your choices are going against that. (laughs) That to me is not choice. So, well, that is choice, of course, but that's not actually choosing what you would like. So whatever it is you would like, if it's millionaire or something else, are what you're choosing every day, all day, is that congruent with that? If you are asking to be a millionaire and going out and getting a different credit card every second week to pay for things that aren't really creating more for you, is that actually congruent with you being a millionaire? So those are the things you want to start being aware of and not so much from deciding what you have to do to be a millionaire or what you should do or shouldn't do or any of that, but truly from the space of being present with the choices you're making. Like, is this actually creating what I desire? Is this congruent with being a millionaire? And then taking the action. And some of it might be frustrating or it might be uncomfortable or it might be, uh, might be take time. And if it's a yes, if it's congruent with you choosing what you say you'd like and then you're not doing it because it's going to take time, you don't really want to, it's frustrating to have to do it, uh, that will probably give you some great information of do you really desire to be a millionaire? One of the things that, and I, that's why I'm just talking about being frustrating and taking time, is that we've just changed all of our bank accounts. And it was interesting because uh, we moved a year and a half ago. <laughs> and nowadays with banking, you don't really have to live in the same town that your bank is uh, with all the electronic possibilities and all of that. So I hadn't taken action to change my bank and it wasn't actually until I was talking um, I did a kind of an interview with a potential uh, accountant and once I hired them uh, and you know we were just discussing how things could be easier if I was with a different uh, bank because I was with the Vermilion Credit Union which is a small uh, kind of standalone bank and there's other ones that work better with the system that I'm using with the accountants and and I said to him, hey, you know what, I've actually been wanting to change, you know, the bank account for a year and a half. And I mean, 
not really even wanting to because I hadn't done it, but it had been in my mind to do it, but I hadn't taken the time because of all of those excuses. It's going to take time and it's frustrating and I have to, you know, there's different things that are direct deposit. So now I have to sit on the phone on hold for, you know, had all my reasonings. Anyway, it was really light and yummy to choose it. So I did. And what I found to be so interesting is that at least the way it looks, I'll let you know for sure. But the account that I chose with RBC, um, so Vermilion Credit Union, I had fees each month, somewhere between 30 and $50 usually. And with this RBC account, it looks like there will be no fees unless I were to take some sort of paper in. So if I needed to deposit a physical check or something, then there's fees. But the 99.9% of my business is, is paperless. So I'm like, isn't that interesting that for all of this time, because the, the thing that I've been telling myself is that, man, if I change from the credit union, they have so little fees. And now I'm going to have all these fees. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh. That's not a question. (laughs) So, you know, if you just follow it, and then if it is. So even earlier when I was on hold for a little while, I was like, okay, so how much fun can I have with this? What else could I be doing? And I've got a computer in front of me, so I can be, you know, I can be checking out Facebook, or there's lots of things I can be doing in that time. So if you get that something will create greater, be present with the points of views that you've added on, and then clear those. Like whether it's just going into, you know, recognizing the crazy of it and choosing something different like I did, or maybe it's the points of views that, you know, it's going to cost you money to change bank accounts. And so maybe, you know, maybe clear those and ask a question, unlike what I did, you know, because it's just, it's so funny to me when those, those things, and I can actually remember it. I can remember growing up, my dad had a, Uh, His farm, his business was run through the CIBC account, uh, bank, CIBC account, CIBC bank, and my mom's business was run through the Turtleford Credit Union. And so I can remember conversations about service fees. And so even those thoughts for the past year and a half about the service fees, if I change banks, like it wasn't like I sat down and had that like conversation with myself it was like just floating around in my head that I never really looked at but I totally allowed to dominate uh, until you know until I really was willing to choose it so I don't tell you that from the place of like and I shouldn't have and I should have done it right away like because it's not what's right about this I'm not getting which I love that question it's from access consciousness it's a brilliant question that really gets you into this space of like wow who knows, maybe if I'd have changed sooner, maybe this account wouldn't have been there. Maybe if I'd have changed sooner, I would have went with a different bank than RBC and that wouldn't have worked very well with my new account. I mean, who the heck knows? It doesn't really matter. But it was kind of this like awareness of, wow, there was not even a question in my world. It was like, oh, that bank account is like this or that bank is like this and those other banks are like that. Not even my point of view. And how cool is it to create something that's going to work even better, even better. And how does it get any better? And what else is possible with all of this that I've never even considered? So looking at those choices, those things that come up that maybe you don't want to do, or you've decided that you've tried it before and it didn't work, so you're not doing it, or, or the ones you've decided you have to do. 
Like, what if you just look at what, like, in that moment, what choice can I make today to create this right away? What choice can I make today to actualize this right away? And follow what feels yummy to you. Follow what makes you smile. So that there's a constant energy. And this is also, to me, where you want to be clear on what it is you're asking for. So I'm talking, you know, this show around being a millionaire. Uh, but what, like, what about all the areas of your life and your living? What are your targets with those? What are you asking for? Because when you don't have that clarity, then you just become kind of a tumbleweed in the wind. You, you're making choices. You're, you maybe are even asking questions. You're following the lightness. But what are you actually creating? What are you asking for? What would you like it to be like? What would you like it to look like? Like to me, there's so many possibilities with what you could be creating that, like, are you willing? Are you willing to create it? Are you willing to acknowledge it? Are you willing to ask for what you would like? So I would love to invite you. I've got a three-part online series called Creating Your Dreams Come True. And it's all about this. It's all about going through the process of looking at what you'd like, getting clear on that, and then taking the action so that you can really be creating your dreams come true. You can look at, and maybe some areas you don't have a clue what you'd like. That's okay. There's an energy there. I can promise you that there's an energy there. So this three-part series is obviously three Zooms that we'll have. We're going to go through my nine-step process, which I've got on PDF that you guys will get. It's also the basis of my book coming out soon. I'm so excited. You'll also get a Magic Tricks reference folder with audios, videos, handouts. We're also going to have, so along with the three Zooms, we're going to have two office hours because there's some home play that you're going to get after the, zoo, the, two zoo, the first two Zooms. So then uh, three days after those Zooms, I'll have an office hour so that you guys can hop in and say, hey, you know, I had trouble with this or I'm not sure about this or can you help me with this? Uh, um, and there's, of course, Facebook group for just everybody in the series. And, of course, we've got the awesome bonus. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't seen it or you haven't got an email about it from me or you haven't seen it on Facebook, reach out. Uh, I do have, um, I can get you the link because it would be just awesome to have you with us. Yes. All right. So, what choice are you refusing that you truly could be choosing that if you would choose it would actualize as... You being the multi-millionaire you truly be. <sighs> yeah. And that's what you want to look at. is, And not so much that you have to focus on what are you refusing. It's not about that. And sometimes when we look at that, it can get really clear. I was listening to an audiobook earlier today. It is called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. <clears throat> and it is so, um, it's so interesting because he talks a lot about being comfortable with the uncomfortable, basically, and pushing yourself. And it's not like, of course, the way the way that I, you know, as he talks about it, I I take it in as the way that would work for me. But looking at you know how sometimes in that comfort. 
or being comfortable or not being uncomfortable might be a better way to say it, like how much we don't grow. And I don't mean we go out of our way to be uncomfortable or that we're all like have to punish ourselves. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, And, you know, I'm not very far into the book for him. So I'm sure there's so much more to receive from it. And I'll probably end up doing a show on it because it is really good. Uh, Some of it is a little bit hard to listen to. He's had, he's, he's had a, you know, an interesting uh, childhood and, and what, I, what I've been inspired about with it so far is, is the being comfortable with uncomfortable. When I look at even my targets for this year, there is a level of uncomfortable that I have to be, not have to, that if I'm willing to choose it, would smash those targets out of this ballpark, like totally. And then I look at the times and I you know, kind of look at what I've created where when I was willing to be uncomfortable, when it was kind of that, that energy, what I would call the demand of me, like no matter what, this is fucking changing, that's when it changed. And then, and then the action matched it. So it's not like, you know, if you wanted to um, be stronger and healthier, and you guys know if you've been listening for a while, you know I've been talking about that, uh, that I would, could have that energy and sit on the couch and do nothing. Um, it really is to have that whatever it takes and then actually take whatever action is required and not making it the conclusion. Like the only way for that is to uh, be on the treadmill an hour a day or whatever it is. In fact, there's this gal on Instagram that I've been watching uh, and she, I watched her story today and she was talking about how, so I can't remember how much she weighed. I think she weighed maybe 400 pounds or something and she's a hundred and something now and she's quite young like I would say in her 20s and I was watching her story today and she was talking about her and her uh, husband so they both have lost a major amount of weight and she was saying how when they first started they would go to the gym I think for half an hour in the morning then they would go work their jobs for 10 hours a day and then they would go to the gym at night and so now they are I don't know what it's called, like Instagram stars or whatever. So I assume that they get that, you know, they're not working those jobs anymore. So she was saying, you know, we used to do this. We used to go out and, you know, work. We made it work. And she was just looking to inspire people to do that. And I was just like, yeah, she was willing to do whatever it took. There was probably more days that she didn't want to go to the gym either before or after work. And she still chose it. So it's not about pushing yourself or forcing yourself. That's not the energy I'm talking about, but it's the willingness to say whatever it takes. If that is truly something you would like, if millionaire is not your thing, then scratch it off your list. If hiking a mountain is, then what is it going to take? What choice is required today? Like truly getting into that space of looking at what is it? At the end of next year, like if, if you were like me and you look at the past year at the beginning of the year, which I always do, what, you know, what would you smile at or what would you just be so proud of you for having accomplished? What is that for you? It may be a number on the scale. It might be, for me, that's not, that's not an in, in, uh, inspirer. What for me is climbing the mountain or whatever it might be. Truly, it's jumping off the, uh, at the waterfall in Bali 
somewhere, somewhere. I'm going to be doing something like that this year because uh, that's, what, that's what gets me out of bed. Those are the sorts of targets for me. Now, you might be totally different. For me, like it's, it, and, and I'm aware of that now, which helps me so much because then I know how to set the targets. So once you start playing with it, once you start you know, asking questions, once you start paying attention to looking backwards and not from the place of creating from the past, but saying, wow, when I, when I reached that, when I created that, when I actualized that, this is the one that really excited me or that didn't or whatever. So you start getting that clarity for you. Yeah. And when you have clarity and then you match it with the actual choice, and taking action that matches the choosing of it, and it's all congruent, that's the magic, my sweet friends. That is when, when everybody starts looking at you going, oh my gosh, you're just so magical. (laughs) And yes, we totally are magical, and there is so much ease in kind of the, I'm going to say the process, but of course it's not, I mean, I call it a process, but it's different for all of us. It's not like my process is perfect for everybody. And I mean, the process that I've created over all these years, back from 2005, with all of the different things that I've been learning all of these years, including, of course, access consciousness, all of it is from different pieces and places and then turned and changed and you know flipped around and in a way that works for me that of course works for other people too over all these years I've worked with many people and then people come in and then they do the same with it so everybody has kind of their way so to speak that works for them and that's the magic of it each one of us is totally different you know when we talk about being a millionaire in your way Like that might not be the way on the planet yet. You might be the first one to create that way to be a millionaire. You know, I'm not sure who the first person was to be a millionaire as a, as an influencer on the planet, but there was somebody, somebody started it. And now look at all the influencers on the planet who are paid multi, multi, multi millions of dollars. Maybe even in the billions, I have no clue, but um, you know, or we were watching a show that had this like, how many, uh, you know, how much money different stars were paid in 20, I think 2017 or something, you know, and I think it was The Rock was like 68 million. It's like, yeah, 68 million. And what, what is he willing to choose? What is he willing to ask for? What is he willing to be? If that's something that lights you up, like whatever that is for you. So, Now we are at the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm going to go do a clearing loop all about being a millionaire. If you would like to be part of the Insider Club, and that's how you get it. And I'm sorry for all of you who are messaging me and emailing me and asking me if you can get just one loop for one show. I'm sorry, but you can't. Join us in the Insider Club, a whole 47 Canadian dollars, plus you get so much more, plus you get 10% off my other programs. I mean, it's amazing. So check it out, message me if you can't find it, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for making The Glenice Show part of your life. Listen again next week, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and continue changing your life.